Welcome to Dance Specific Talks. This podcast is made for us dancers, and our goal here is to inspire dancers from all over the world to become better, both on and off the dance floor. We want to provide you with a platform where we dancers can share and learn from each other. So let me introduce to you your host for this podcast, Teaser, and remember as always, by dancers for dancers. What's up, party people, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite dance podcast, Dance Specific Talks. Today we are traveling all the way to Poland and we're gonna get our Latin flavor on as we are meeting no one else than the salsa dancer Edita. So what do you need to know about this amazing dancer? Well, not only is she teaching both partners and in solo, she has a lot of videos out where she do mumble footwork and a lot of other styles. Her partner name is Talal and she is a part of the dance group Latin Soul Dancers. We're going to ask her all about it and how come she decided to go in early into dancing and kept going. Now, before we get into it, you already know what to do. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share your favorite episode because we read everything. And now, let's get it going. Welcome to this interview, Edita. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nice to see you, nice to hear you. So nice to see you. We never met in real life, but I'm super happy you jumped on this interview with me. Where in the world are you located right now? Right now, I'm here in Poland, in Warsaw, where where I was born. Mm, but normally, you also live in Milan, in Italy. Exactly, exactly. But now for the pandemic, so it's been like a bit less than one year that I'm back here in, in Poland. Mm, and do you have your entire family still in Poland? Yes, yes, yes. My family is still here. All my friends are here. So it's a good place to be right now. Yeah, I get it. Mm. Wow, so cool. Well, I got tipped about you from your friends, Magda and Valeria, which is one of my most listened podcast episodes ever. They're cool. super cute girls. <laughs> and when I asked them, who in the world should I interview? Uh, they said your name. So I got pleasantly <laughs> surprised. And I, I basically went into your Instagram and I was like, wow, this girl is doing a lot. She's teaching with a partner. She's going salsa. I saw you in bachata video. You do footwork. You do mambo. You do shows. It, it's it's a lot. So, you know, for, for people that don't know you, including me, can you take us back a little bit about how long you've been dancing and if it always was Latin styles that you danced or if it was something else before? So I started when I was quite young, like uh, 11, 12, I was doing cheerleading and jazz dancing. And in um, like I entered to one group, one jazz group, and they tell me, you know what, if you want, you can have like um, Brazilian samba and salsa classes for free. I'm like, okay, let me try. And then just by coincidence, I, I joined another like Brazilian samba team. And from there, we started to go to, uh, which, by the way, sorry, I met Magda there. It was like so many years ago when Magda used to still live here in Poland. And that's in this team that we met. 
And we started going for salsa parties together. And this is how everything like got me involved into the salsa world. Wow. And now, yeah. So I've been dancing salsa, like teaching and, and uh, performing salsa like for 11 years now. I started when I was yeah, 14, 15, and now I'm 26. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. And you've had a partner quite some time. You and your partner have been more than seven years together. Talal is his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that that is so interesting. You must have been very young when you started that partnership. How has it been like growing up together with a dance partner? With a dance partner who never lived in the same country as, as I did. It was always like, uh, yeah, that kind of uh, cooperation. Uh, so we just met in one of the congresses and he was looking for a dance partner. He asked me, hey, do you mind like trying something, creating something together? I'm like, okay, sure. We met for training and it worked out super good. And we stayed till, till today together. He's like my older brother now. And it's it's really my like my my favorite person. And I'm very happy I can work with him oh, till so today. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of faces. I mean, I have my own crew for many years, but I mean, you go through life as well, like life changes and you grow yes. up and you start maybe having other interests and so whatever. What kind of have been your key to keep a good partnership going for so long? I think it was also quite good actually that we didn't live in the like we never lived in the same country because we don't spend as much time together as a lot of partnerships do uh so um so that's one thing and the second thing i think it's just all about the respect so even now that our our styles change changed our um characters change a lot of things change but we still respect each other we like each other and we want to support each other and i think with this and we have the same goal like we want to we want to give you a good show we want to give you a good uh, class and that's our main goal so we don't we never argue um i don't i, I still don't know how it's working but it's it's still working super good yeah. and i think it's also helped that we like we never had anything romantic together so because i think that's in that moment it's 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 usually starting to get messy and we never we skip this part and i think that's that's one of the reasons why we still like we still a good partnership yeah so where does he live and how did you like did you always travel to him to create the shows or how so, did you actually do that so he lives in brussels in belgium um and before I used to live here in Poland and I moved to Milan and we basically meet twice a year, like for longer periods in Christmas time and for uh, holidays, you know, for summertime to create a new show. And then on the weekends, we try whenever we have a free weekend, we try to travel or, or him to me or me to him. And when we travel together at the festivals, we always try to find some time like in between the classes to practice. Mm, wow yeah. that's dedication that's dedication yeah. right there yes. wow yeah yeah so you have been traveling a lot a lot I saw that you've been like in Morocco Croatia and yeah in Italy of, of course a lot of places yeah. what have been some of your favorite events that you have been performing or taught at 
it's hard to choose honestly because each event is different and it's nice in its own way. Like there is even in my in my home city in Warsaw, it's there is the biggest festival I think in Europe, and it's amazing, amazing atmosphere, a lot of people, great concerts. But it's like this this huge festival. But there are also these really small ones, cozy ones, like in. Um, I still remember they don't do it anymore, but in Riga, uh, Amsterdam, you're in Amsterdam, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I really I really like the Amsterdam Congress, Paris, like there's a lot of amazing, amazing um, events where where I, I, I could go. But um, one of the places that really stayed in my head was in Australia, I think. Like that's beautiful. That's thanks to this job, I can really see the places I would I would never see in uh, in in my life, or or it wouldn't be that easy to travel to. Yeah. So I'm really happy for that. And yeah. how come you started to get bookings together? Because you met in a festival. Okay, you started to train together. You probably created a show. But what what do you think was the reason why you started getting so much bookings abroad? Mm, I think it's because we brought a bit different product. Uh, we did it as like a classic, a classical salsa. We had different styles. Uh, so we create something a bit different. And also I think we got bookings thanks to our energy together. Because like, as I said, we we, we go along very good together and we, we give this energy to the people as well at the class. So they can see we're enjoying, we're having fun. We go to the parties, uh, we always smile, we talk with everybody, we dance with everybody. And I think that's what's, uh, what makes people um, want to have us at, at their events as well. Yeah. I think it's a very important part. Yeah, because I see you in so many, also on YouTube, when I Googled your name there, it comes up a lot of social dancing. So exactly. you guys seems also very active in the socials also in between yeah. the performances yeah. Yeah. yeah yes yes okay well i also saw that um you teach a lot of you're not teaching only with partners you have footwork classes you have mambo classes tell me a little bit about you know these styles and why you love them so much so uh, everything is connected with mambo with new york new york style salsa which is my like favorite for for few years already uh before i used to teach also bachata i don't do this that often anymore so for the last few years i've been concentrated mostly on new york salsa and there's a lot of things connected with this like um like partner work class footwork class body movements pachanga um so yeah so i like teaching by myself i have also my ladies team here in 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 warsaw uh actually in, in old poland and um and yeah i i try to i like teaching by myself i like teaching with my partners uh partners one from the from the team in in milan and another one from from belgium and yeah i like i like different corporations i like meeting people um and teaching everything what is connected to salsa because it's never only one thing that you're gonna do all the time you need different spices to to create like like one nice style and yeah what do you think is the most important when for example when you're gonna teach only women and you're gonna you're gonna create what 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 is your most focus what is your biggest focus points when you teach there 
I always say the most important is your fundamentals. Because quite often I get booked to to teach lady styling class. So most of the ladies are expecting like a lot of, you know, nice, sexy arm works and then choreographies. And I always say like the most important, like before you get there, you need to practice very well your basics, your basic techniques, because that's the fundamentals to build something more on, on the top of it. Because a lot of people want to go straight away to advanced, um, fancy looking stuff. But without the base, like nothing, nothing will work. And this is what I understood with, with, with years, that if you don't start with your good fundamentals, then nothing will look good later. Mm. And, and your body won't understand what are you doing, actually. Mm. So, so I always like to say this, to concentrate, doesn't matter what's your level, you can always work on your, on your basics. Yeah, because when I think about, you know, I come from Sweden originally, I think Poland, these are not the countries where people think that we can dance. <laughs> Let's exactly. just put it out there. It's, you it's, know, it yeah, takes, it's, it's not in our culture. No. So it takes a lot of work. And what do you think that um, that a lot of people maybe from these type of countries are missing when they're trying to learn mambo and salsa on New York style? What is, what is one thing of the core that you think most of the times are missing? <laughs> I think the plan. <laughs> this, I mean, um, yeah, in, uh, in this cultures, we, we like to learn like, you know, technique, like the patterns, the, the, the footwork, the, the partner work patterns. But what we quite often miss is the, the music part. Like uh, to understand that when the music starts, you need to start slowly. There is a moment for everything and there is a song for everything. Like you won't go into crazy stuff when they play like slow and nice romantic music. And this is what's, what's, uh, what is quite often missed here. Like just dancing and not caring that much about the music. So I think that's a, that's something we need to concentrate on, like music and and body movement. Because that's the that's hardest thing process. to teach. The musicality exactly. is very hard to teach. In in when you, especially when you have students that are very strategic and very like you have to give me counts and some kind of frame. Yeah. Mathematics, exactly. Exactly. So um, do you give your students homework <laughs> for music? Always, always. No, but that's something I, I learned um, from, from my teacher, from Adolfo. Uh, like a certain uh, type of teaching, even to the beginners. Like when a beginner person comes to my class, I don't give, give him numbers. Because then always in his head, it's going to hear only, okay, one, two, three, five, six, seven, step front, step back, that's it. And that's going to be salsa forever for this person. And then only years later, those people who stayed with salsa, they come back to the, to the, to the basics. Uh, and he taught me, and I saw it's really working very well with my students, that I start always with music. Uh, like I even make them sing, uh, sing like at least the, like the rhythmic part and the chest movements part before they learn the numbers and uh, like the, um, the plan of the step itself. So mm -hmm. I think it's very important, like before they start um, learning how to count, because counting is, all, of course, it's also very important, but first you need to start with hearing the music and dancing to the music. Then you learn your steps and only then later you get to the partner. 
because that's also very common. And I wouldn't say mistake, but it's very hard to, to change it later. If at the first class you put people in couples and you don't control with your own body, you don't hear music and you still need to lead a partner. Mm. That's, um, that's yeah. a bit hard. Yeah. So I like to go step by step, like starting from the music, uh, then about your your body conscious and then only get to the to the partner work mm. interesting yeah i love to hearing how like to how other teachers are doing it because in kizomba we have the same like if you don't hear the music kizomba is so intimate that if you are off beat or off exactly. music you you will or off hit each other yeah <laughs> or of or of balance right yes. if you don't keep your your center you don't know how to change your weight it's super hard to to, to lead a second yeah. person yeah definitely well okay interesting so because you of course love music as all dancers do when you and tala are creating a show are is it you that comes with ideas or is it him or how are you guys actually creating a show so normally he used to be the one who was coming out with the idea of the song uh, because he comes from Morocco and, and he's got really rich uh, musical co- music culture. So he, he always finds this like strange songs that for them, nobody would think of creating a show to that song and even to then salsa. And he's giving me the song and I'm like, yeah yeah it could work and then we start creating something it, it was just the last the newest show that um that i i found i proposed this song uh, and and it, it worked good so yeah but normally it, it is to be it is to be him but of course we always discuss like we we find different ideas and uh, and yeah that's mm-hmm. that's how it works normally because a lot of times for me that I've seen very few salsa shows, it's kind of a little bit the same feeling or the same story a lot of times. It's that yeah. either it's the love or it's the breakup or <laughs> and then, then there's not a lot for me coming from hip hop where everything uh-huh. is like never about that. Um, uh-huh. I usually looked at salsa shows and I was like oh I'm missing like a deeper you know meaning or message in this show like the Mm -hmm. tricks are great the the you know the outfits are sparkling but where is the uniqueness and how are you guys feeling or like making sure that your show every show is different from each other Mm, to be honest I don't know because it's never we never plan it like uh, we just hear the song, we start creating something, and then the idea comes. So, and as different so- different songs are giving us different uh, feelings, then we we just show it in a in a different way. I think that's um, we never think like, okay, let's make a new show uh, about this and that. No, it's just the song that that makes us uh, feel feel uh, different things. Mm. Some, some, yeah. Sometimes we do like okay, last two shows they were very dramatic. Let's do something a bit happier this time. So that's the the, the only thing we we try we try to create something uh, different each time because we create more or less what, like one show a year, uh, and we travel with the, with that show. Uh, so we try to be always a bit different than what we what we gave last time. Mm. 
yeah. And and when it comes to outfits, do you also uh, are you the one choosing or is is he the yeah, one? Yeah, this is me. This is me. <laughs> like even the last one, he was he was trying on his costume, and I was deciding everything with this seamstress. And he's like, "Can I say anything at least?" I'm like, "No, no, I have idea." Okay, do you like it? He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, then 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 give me space. I I decide everything." But uh, yeah, it's all. But it's also connected to the song, of course. Mm. Like the outfit comes 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 with the song. Yeah, I I mean, I never had like a lot of these beautiful, colorful, sparkly outfits. Do you like have them stored? In of course, some, like, of course. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible because I really like sparkling. Um, always my mom is laughing at me that my style got ruined because of salsa, because now I like everything that is sparkly. Uh, but yeah, of course, I like having, I have like huge back in Italy. I still need to come back to take it, but I still have in my um, wardrobe like all of the costumes I I used to use. It's hard to get rid of them. I understand. <laughs> Must be so much yeah. memories connected to those. Definitely, and yeah. somehow I still feel, think, and hope we're gonna be back to that old show one day. And uh, so I like to have them. Mm. And I think and it's important because the way you enter to the uh, on the stage. Like people need to see already, okay, that's going to be a good show. Or if, if you enter just in like normal costumes, pe people won't be interested from the beginning. Then maybe, of course, you can still perform a beautiful show. But you need to keep that, um, take the eye, take the attention of the public like straight away. Mm. And of course, it has to fit uh, with the song. Yeah. Yeah, because you had like, I saw that in one, you had like this green pink going on and another one it was completely black and another yes. one is was yes. red exactly so it's very yeah. different from each other yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so you don't you, you usually don't wear that um that sparkling costumes right well first of all kisomba don't have a lot of shows, shows festivals so um when me and my my team from sweden used to perform we are hip-hop dancers so for us it was like yes we had kisomba but we were doing a fusion always it's normally a fusion right so no high heels sneakers yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know one show was like more raw and angry and, and another show was more uh funny so mm -hmm. it's it, it never had a sensual vibe going on to it and so our clothes was more of matching do we do a like a, a serious show as you say or are we doing mm -hmm. a funny show mm -hmm. and uh And yeah, we're just not brought up in a culture where you go and yeah. get your custom-made clothes. Uh, we were more interested in like, how can we all get the same sneakers that fit <laughs> yeah, okay. or shoes or feet, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was more of that. How do the girls, you know, match with the guys? Should we mm -hmm. all have guy shirts <laughs> mm -hmm. or what are we doing <laughs> yeah 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 so, okay. um, the only time I had like a more of a Latin outfit I borrowed it from a friend <laughs> <laughs> okay I got it yeah yeah but but one day I'm more interested in actually joining you know the Brazilian samba like outfits if I had to They're put my crazy. body somewhere yeah I would do that <laughs> yeah I used to do it it's crazy but it's so uncomfortable to wear it and to dance in it it's crazy 
It's crazy. I don't know how they do it, but I said <laughs> one day I'm going to do it. If it's only to be in a soca carnival, I'm going to be in one of those <laughs> outfits. <laughs> do it, do it. So when you're then creating for the ladies, what, how are you feeling when you, I mean, you have all size of women, you have the tall ones, the short ones, maybe not all of them are in the same level knowledge wise or skill wise. Yeah. How are you doing to make everyone look like queens in one team? Uh, I think the most important is the training. And they also know, like I have around 40 ladies in my team. And they all know like only the best ones get to perform and only when you look in the same way. And I will always tell them it's not your talent that you come with to the class that will make you perform, but your hard work. Like, for example, I used to have ladies who were already very good when they came, but they were in a bit different style. And I still wouldn't make them perform. I would, I would rather make perform like more amateur girl but I see she's putting all her heart to this and to to look the same as the other ladies than the one who already came with the talent Mm -hmm. so they just they just all know they need to work a lot and train a lot it's not like they come in one month they learn the routine and they can perform it takes much more time to to make them look all the same and about the sizes, that's the hard part about the costumes for the ladies' teams. Uh, because for me, okay, I know my body. I know what looks good on me. And um, I don't like, for example, being a bit more naked. Um, that's that's fine for me. But the ladies have all different different shapes, different sizes, tall, short. And that's the hard part about getting costumes that everybody would so that's always the biggest uh, headache <laughs> to find something wow. like this. Yeah. But because there are so many, not that everyone performs, but mm-hmm. how do you make sure that they get to travel? Or is it mostly that they perform in Poland? Because there's a lot of people to manage yeah. <laughs> on the travel. Yeah. So, I mean, there's 40 people training under, like, um, in my team, but in whole Poland. So some of them are from different cities. They join on, online and they just come once a month here. And uh, But I have like amateur team, semi-pro team and pro team. In the pro team, it's just me and two ladies. The semi-pro, it's like 13, 9 that are the best. And then the, the other ones to get higher. And um, we... You've just started like a bit before pandemic. So it's hard to say about traveling, but I already got some bookings for like next year, uh, like for, for me and two ladies and then bringing the team as just giving them stage. Of course, they don't get paid, but they get stayed for themselves and that's already perfect for them. Mm. So it's not like a professional, professional team yet. Uh, it's just, just two ladies are professional. They're, they're my assistants and yeah. And, and they're dancing with me. Mm. So it's always easier to manage like three people, of course, than, than four. But I, I was very lucky because all of the people that came to, to my team and they stayed are, are really nice girls and they understood how to work in a team, how to support each other, how, uh, how to work together 
it's it's super important that nobody's a star nobody wants to like nobody will get offended because the other one is dancing no they know i'm i'm fair i don't um i don't decide under any emotional stuff or personal stuff i just choose who's who's the best in this moment and and they're happy for each other mm. so it's it's very it's very nice to see how how ladies can cooperate together Yes, because I was about to say when you actually travel and perform as dancers, it's very easy to compare yourself. And especially mm-hmm. um, in the Latin scene where a lot of women are very tiny, <laughs> short, true. And, true. And, and, and you, well, at least I always feel that I am like not tall, but when I am with them, I am, it's, still, it's yeah. like a very big difference. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that? Like also transferring it to your team, like mm-hmm. confidence wise, staying confident in who you are and what you got to bring to the table. It's it's actually the biggest issue I think we have here in Poland, or at least in that uh, that culture. I didn't find it in in Italy, like the the problem with self confidence. Like they quite often like enter even to their in the room they already feel a bit more confident. But in the moment I'm watching or some more people are watching, they always think like they're not enough, they're um they're they're shy. And I always try to tell them, of course, I want um I want everything to be perfect. I'm I'm a perfectionist, and of course I'm gonna correct them and say, okay, do this like this and like that. But you need to feel good with yourself when you enter to the stage. It's not an easy thing, but it's very important what you think, what's in your head before you enter or to the rehearsal room or to the to the stage. Because if I enter with the mindset like, oh, shit, yeah, I didn't practice enough. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't look good. Or in this and that, you will never dance good. doesn't matter what you think about yourself like in, in the real life. Uh, like you need to change your mindset before. Before you start dance like okay i'm good that's that that and that's where where training uh helps you a lot because i tell them of course you want to be self-confident if you're not sure about the steps if you practice the steps 100 times day and night every day like for months then you can you can be self-confident then you can enter you can tell yourself okay i was training i know i know this stuff um i can do good and that's what what helps you to find your 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 confidence in that. Mm. And it's it's a long way. It's 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 a long way. Some of the ladies are doing their first shows right now, and they struggle a lot with this. Not that much with the steps, but with showing. Okay, I'm here to dance. I'm sure what I'm doing. Uh, I enjoy this, uh, even when, when there's a stress coming in. Mm. Because how did you deal with it? You started when you were so young, you know, you were just like a, a teenager uh, at a point when you started mm-hmm. going to congresses. And there's yeah. a lot of women out there who are mature, older. How have you worked with your self-confidence in order to like mm. get on stage and be like, I'm not going to compare myself? I don't know. I I I, I think I never had this... Um this uh this need of comparing myself uh and i think it comes with my character as well like i never had problem with stage appearance like i could uh, then say this stage and 
and I'm also like quite shy person in life. But when I enter to the stage, I feel something that that makes me show I'm doing amazing stuff, even if I'm doing crap. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it it comes it, it comes it, this to me it came naturally, so I didn't need to to like work a lot on this. Uh, but I think with the experience, um, like with more shows you do, more confident you 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 feel. But also, like in real life, I don't like to compare myself to others, especially to other ladies, um, and definitely not when I come to the to the stage. Mm-hmm. Maybe later when I watch the video and I watch the video of the other lady and I watch myself, I see a lot of mistakes. I don't like this. I don't like that. But in the moment of entering to the stage, nobody else exists. It's just me uh, and what what I want to show to the public. Mm. So before you actually go on stage, do you have like a ritual that you do before backstage that you have like, I always do this and this and this? Yeah, depends with who I'm performing. So, but, but like one thing in common, it's that I always need to concentrate. Like some of the ladies, because sometimes we meet, I, I meet with a lot of friends at the festivals. And some of them are talking to me in the last moment before, like, you know, on the backstage. And then it's like, when I see it's five minutes to my show, I say like, okay, so we're going to talk later. I need to like stay by myself for a bit and concentrate on what I need to, to bring to the stage. So that's one thing in common. But then it depends, like with, uh, with Talal, we have certain rituals, like we, we scream one thing, we hug each other, we clap each other. And yes, it's like this. Then with Latin, so we always pray before entering on stage. Uh, we say what, what, you need to, what we need to be concentrated on today. Uh, with ladies, I always uh, kick their, their butts before entering and also we scream like the the name of our team i think like it's very important to connect if you dance by yourself to connect with yourself before entering on a stage and if you're dancing in a cup or a team to be connected and to create like together energy with the person you're dancing and i see this also with my ladies team like when when they prepare together when they stay together before the show they come and they and they give the certain like um energy all together it's not few different dancers it's one team mm. and that's what we always i think need to um need to give yeah oh so i mean you have had a lot of shows both in groups in in couple do you also do solo shows no i did like twice when i really had to but it's something I, I don't like that much. Maybe, I mean, it's it's my challenge for the next year to create something by myself, like just for myself. Um, but it's very hard to do a solo show. It's very hard. I love teaching by myself, uh, but doing a solo show feels a bit lonely there on the stage. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. So when you when you look back on like all your shows, there must have been at least one time where things went wrong costume falling at shopping, least <laughs> you know of do course. you have like a certain memory of a funny funny time when something went mm-hmm. wrong on stage mm, let me think yeah with the always happens with the costumes like the heel is getting into my dress or uh my shoe uh like my my heel 
um, got broken during the show and I had to finish like with a half of a heel, like on different levels. Um, yeah, that's it. What let me think? Like I don't know. This year, like this year of not performing, made made me like forget so many things. Like I live totally different life right now, and it's uh, it's hard to remember the times when I used to do like two shows every weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remember I, now. Yeah, I can tell you one time when uh, I performed, it was so slippery and the stage was like three meters tall and there was like no edge. And me and my partner um, at that time, we I felt like we were going to slide off stage. And I even heard the audience go... <gasps> You know, oh, like no. at, at a certain point, because he had to lift me, which we were, we almost weighed the same. Like it was, okay. we are not, we're not people that lifts. So uh-huh. he was going to lift me. The stage was so slippery. And I felt like if he drops me, he's going to drop me off stage. And you can just hear how the audience were like holding on. <laughs> um, did you ever have a moment like that? <laughs> yes. Yes, now now you made me remember it. Um, it even at Mamboland uh, in Milan, there was a live music uh, shows, like few shows with live music. So there there was a whole band on the on the stage where we used to dance like night before. So the the band occupied all the space, and they created a new like small stage in a, like connected to the to, to the main one. That was so super small, and it had like three points so there were like like um empty spots in between and we used to dance we we, we danced in three couples and now now when i was this this show and i i, I think it's um it's funny but back then after the the stage rehearsal i was like terrified me and the the other girls from the team we were like i'm not gonna dance there because it's like you do the wrong step you don't see even where the stage is finishing you do the wrong step and you're out. Like you, you go down straight away. And we had a lot of turns. And before I always used to struggle with the, um, with the with my balance, with, with the turns. So that 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 always used to be my weak point. Uh, so I was super stressed. Like with the turns, I'm going to lose the balance and finish on the floor. But it's actually, I, I'm going to send you this uh, this show. Because now when you watch it, you don't, you don't see where we're stressed. And, and and something's something's wrong but in that moment I was feeling like oh my god wow that's gonna finish bad <laughs> well it didn't so luckily you don't yes. have that on video yes but, uh, yeah yes there was just one moment because the stages were were like on different levels so I remember I was doing spins with one leg on one stage and, and second leg on the second stage. So yeah, in that moment, I looked a bit like, like this. But yeah, normally you cannot say if you don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so many, so many interesting things can happen. Yes. And I think a lot of people that, you know, are watching you on stage, they would never know. But you, right. yourself, you know, something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so many times, like, uh, I, I really struggled to go on the stage because of like, uh, per- my personal stuff that were going in my life or the tiredness or, or not being prepared or with some injuries and like people don't know <laughs> and you still need to give them a good show. 
Mm. Like also, I I used to have like very bad uh, immune immune system. That's how yeah. you call it, right? I was getting sick quite often. So quite often it's uh, it happened like I was performing with 40, 40 degrees with fever or coughing all the time. Like one of the our last shows before before the um, the word stop. I remember I was coughing all the time when I was dancing. Like I couldn't catch my breath even. Wow. So yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you still doing... they need to smile and uh, and don't show it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so... now it came it came to my mind one very funny one when I was super sick. I got mononucleosis and doctors scared me that I cannot dance like for at least one month because my heart, I cannot get tired and stuff like this. And we, ha- and we had one booking with Talal and we then, but it, it was in a, like in a small village somewhere in Germany and in a small school. And we danced our show like minus 20. Like it was so slow just for me not to get tired. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope like there is no video of this show anywhere. Like pe- people even didn't realize, uh, but like we made it so super slow. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that was funny. Performing in cold—that's like some of the worst. To stay warm and also yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow! So you mentioned some injuries. Have you had any ma- major injuries, and how have you managed to stay, you know, injury-free th- uh, during your your career? No, I never had anything like uh, like any hard injury. It was always like small injuries that I just need to be needed to be careful, like for for a few weeks, and and that's all. Mm. And now, like, thanks to this pandemic, I started, um, it's something called, like, um, dancer's training. Uh, it's a technique based on Pilates, and, like, it helps you to protect your body, uh, like, injuries free. Oh, I saw this. It was, like, yeah. train as dancers or something. Yes. Yeah. Train like dancers, Yeah. It's something like I'm. I'm super happy that I finally had time to to do this and to take care of my body. So now I feel it's strong, and I I never had any have any pains. Like for last few months, I'm doing a lot of classes, and I never had a, a back pain or or anything like this. So it's amazing, and I really hope. Um, it, it's a pity I couldn't do it before, yeah. because it helps you to put your body in a. In a in a good position for turning it's everything it's easier in dance if you if you keep the right posture for sure for yeah. sure and like mentally do you have you ever had like a coach or mental training to you know keep yourself up because a lot of athletes have that but a lot of dancers they do unfortunately not. no yeah exactly i didn't i never had any help besides my my best friends uh, that I could call and and talk a bit with them but yeah in general it's 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 quite sad how how dancing is still not considered as professional as much as the other sports mm. like as you say the 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 other like in other sports you have your coach from uh from mental health for your um alimentary for your food uh, they tell you how to practice, how to prepare your body. And in dancing, we normally 
don't have it. Mm. And yeah. we need to struggle by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at the future, is this something that like you would like to do, coach other dancers, both mentally and physically? Or do you have any other dreams that you're like, I have not yet gone there? Mm, I think I just want to be um, more known. Is, is, is myself and to be able to work with uh, more people and to share to share my philosophy in dance like like working fundamentals working on your body posture um because i see that it, there's a, like a big um big missing point in uh in in our salsa words about that like people think yeah it's a street dance we can do anything we want and I say like no, there's a proper technique. Um, there is there's musicality. There is uh, there's your posture. There's how to work with your body in a proper way. Like there's a lot of points that that we're missing uh, nowadays. And I really hope I can get to that to the um, to the position to be able to share this this knowledge with more and more people. Mm. Because of course, in the in the beginning, if you're less known, you need to teach what what people want, like something more commercial. Like that's also the reason why we get uh, we used to get to the couples straight away because people come to dance salsa to dance with a woman. Mm. I mean, like to meet to meet uh, other people and to dance like in couples. But that's the commercial side that you need to do if you're if you're not known. If you're a bit more known, people who come to you they already trust you, and you can do what's actually good for them and not what's what's commercial. Mm. So yeah. I want to get to that point that that I'm already getting here in Poland, but like more uh, in Poland and Italy. But I want to reach this point in more places. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, I really hope you continue with your footwork and workshops and all that. Because, yeah, I just I really enjoyed seeing you teach um, the ladies and to really see how they can all catch that, the same shoulders, the same movements and expressions. Yeah. So yeah, I really, I really wish you good luck with that. And thank yeah, you. maybe I will slide into one of your classes one day as yeah, well. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Awesome. Well, this has been wonderful. In the end of my interviews, I always have something called fill in the blanks, where I basically uh -huh. start a sentence and you end with a word or an end of a sentence. It's a I'm bit so hard. bad at this. Yes. Well, <laughs> Let's it's try. a bit hard. Everyone thinks it's hard. So yeah, you're in good company. Okay. <laughs> so if I could take a plane anywhere tomorrow, it would be? New York. Mm. When I design my next show outfits, I'm thinking something sexy. Ooh, <laughs> love it. Next show with my ladies is going to be energetic. You see, you're great at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier. That's easier. If you ask yeah. about dance, it's easier. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, one new thing I've learned about myself this last year has been. And just one word. Or end of a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> a lot. Uh, the patience. Yeah. Mm. Let it be patient with myself and with the other, the other things that are happening in life. To one be patient. Thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a, that's a big word, you know, mm-hmm. patience. Okay. So, um, one thing I have not yet achieved in my dance career that I really want to do is <laughs> and you got me <laughs> uh, because I, I had this like huge dream for so many years and I perfectly knew how to finish the sentence and like it could happen uh, like I joined this uh, Latin soul dancers team which has been my dream like for so many years uh, and now that I achieved that I didn't think up the the new thing. Hmm. Well, I, need we can to, I need to think about it now. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> cool. One thing I always try to give my students when I teach is hmm. fun, enjoying what you do. And when I'm on stage, I always want my audience to feel what I feel. Ooh. Love it. Okay. Um, when I create my choreos, I always try to express what um, the f- uh, what I feel when I listen to the song. Mm. And when I hear mm. a really, really good song, it physically makes me feel like dancing. <laughs> nice thank you so 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 much i know these are hard ones but i am super super grateful thanks for taking your time talking with me and really really hope we get to see each other in the future in real life me too thank you it was a big pleasure to talk to you yes and let me know if you're ever in amsterdam you already know you have one one person over here cool thank you very much i hope to see you soon Don't forget to click subscribe, comment below and give us a rating or review. We have a Facebook page, YouTube page, and we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes and all the other podcast platforms. We also have an Instagram, so don't forget to tag us in your favorite episode and share it with the world because we read all of it.